Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello, welcome and welcome back. This is a daily lesson. Um, you're going to hear some clicks and some stuff in the background and whatever else. Is that you? There's some things going on in the background because we have company today. And from time to time, we do have company, but I won't announce them and I usually don't. But just in case you hear some clicks or whatever else in the background, you know that we have a um, few visitors Okay, so um, don't let them disturb you. Um, this is a daily lesson, as I probably just said, but forgot just that fast. <laughs> um, and it's about, um, before I say this um, title, I just want to say this. If you noticed the last couple of Wednesdays, I've been talking about fleshly behaviors and fleshly desires and thinking in the flesh. The point of this, and I will continue to do that, and I'll tell you when I'm finished, is to let you and everybody know that being in the flesh is so much different than walking in the spirit. We are a spiritual being inside of a fleshly body on a fleshly physical plane. That's us. If you're not elevated, if the walk is not dealing with you, if you just discovered this lesson, more than likely, you're in between trying to walk in the spirit and you're still walking in the flesh. We are so used to walking in the flesh because children of Israel, number one, we haven't been taught who we are since way back in biblical times when the Most High put those laws, statutes, precepts, and commands in place and nobody listened to them. So that's why we we are in the position we are. The Most High also says that the rest of the nations were um, heathens. They've followed um, heathen pagan laws and traditions. It says that in the Old Testament. That's why the Most High didn't want the children of Israel mingling. And since then, it continues to be simply because the devil does roam around like he's a lion seeking who he may devour. It's been that way, way before us, whether you choose to accept it, believe it, um, wrap your head around it, whatever, whatever you do, whether you accept it or reject it, it is what it is. Because remember, you're just a, a blade of grass and a puff of smoke. In the grand scheme of the whole universe, you are N-O-T-H-I-N-G. Okay? Just saying. 
So this is why we have these lessons because everything is relevant. I'm trying to get all my listeners and thank you to the 27, 28, 29 countries that are now listening. Every time I turn around, it's more countries. So I want to thank you. And if you haven't, um, if you haven't um, clicked on that bell and are notified when new lessons are getting uploaded, please do, okay? Become our ever-growing family because we are a family here, okay? We love one another and we admonish one another and we help one another in this war. Simply because this whole world is like a train on fire going towards hell. And the people on that train, a lot of them ain't going to survive. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. You know, there's a way to get off the train. But you got to listen and you got to follow the signs and do what is supposed to be done to get off the train. So with that comes the, um, the title of the lesson. And this is just another example of people being fleshly. So I'm going to be talking about it in different ways. So the le the title of the lesson is Bad Habits. Why we have them and perpetuate them without correction. Okay. And we'll also be talking about the spiritual steps um, to do a total about face. We... Um, here on earth, no matter where you're from, any continent, any country, we do things just for the sake of doing them. We have a free will. We do whatever we want to. That's pretty much what we do. But nine times out of 10, the things that we do doesn't make sense or is detrimental to our health and well-being. Either it's mental health, physical health. We do a lot of things and they're in the form of vices um, and these things, um, are detrimental to us. So, um, on with the show. Um, what is a bad habit and how do we create them? Sometimes bad habits are called vices. And sometimes we make excuses for our actions when we do those vices that create bad habits. And we act like they are small things that just happen, okay? Because we don't take responsibility for nothing being human beings. Everybody want to point a finger at everybody else. But remember what happens when you point fingers. One goes to you. I mean, one goes to whoever you point to and three come back to you. Mm -hmm. Like boomerang. So our, um, our response and our excuse is that, oh, it's just something that happens. Oh, I could... Um, Stop it at any time. Oh, it's nothing. These are the things that we say to ourselves, which is a big fat lie. And we already know who the father of lies is. So when you start lying about things, you already know what you're doing. Okay. You're just making excuses. Okay. Um, but we know in our hearts that these are excuses. You know, when we start pointing fingers at stuff and accusing people of doing stuff and, um, redirecting behavior and doing all kinds of stuff. It's just, or projecting behavior. It's, it's too much. It's time to be honest with yourself. Let me define the word habit and then we'll move on 
after I define the word habit, I also want to define the word excuse because they go hand in hand. Okay. I'm getting both of these um, words from the um, Oxford Dictionary um, and they will define it, but I, I'm going to keep defining them throughout this lesson. So uh, we know that it's a, a noun habit. Um, and it's a settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. Okay. And an example is we stay together out of habit. This is when you don't want to do the work. Laziness. This one, you don't want to do the work. You just keep doing the same stuff over and over and you don't want to do anything to break the habit. This is an important lesson because I need people to understand why they do the things they do and stay in a fleshly way. This is why we got the position. Um, this is why we in the position we're in. People believe that they elevate into a higher elevation, but if they got any habits, because you're not supposed to have any desires, according to the most high, you're not supposed to have no desires. Having desires, um, you could tell that you're not walking in the spirit. The spirit doesn't have any desires, none. Okay. It could break away from anything and it can go with the most high at any time. Okay. It's not bound to this world. Like um, the man who was asking Yahshua, how can he inherit it? Um, how can he inherit the, um, going to the next life? And Yahshua was telling him various ways. He was like, oh yeah, I was doing that since I was born. Then he said, give away all your money. And then he walked away because he had a desire for money. He had a habit of getting money and keeping money and not sharing money, which is against the law. And I will continue to talk about these laws because they're relevant. This is what I mean about fleshly desires. You have to give them up. All these bad habits and all that desires create habits. Anyway, let me go to the synonyms of habit. And that's a practice, custom, pattern, routine, style, and convention. Okay. Um, I also want to go to excuse, and it's from the Oxford Dictionary. Now, I'm going to go right back to um, habit because that's the topic of uh, what I'm explaining. But I need you to understand excuse, too, because it travels right along with the habit. Because people don't like to drop a habit and they will make any excuse to keep the habit. They don't want to do the work. They don't want to do anything. They just make these excuses up and expect you to go along with them. They have no accountability. None. Okay. Now, excuse is a verb. And this is attempt to lessen the blame, attaching to a fault or offense. They seek to defend or justify behavior. That's what an excuse is. And the synonyms are justify, defend, rationalize, condone, vindicate, and warrant. And that's what we as human beings do. Especially if you continue to think fleshly, you're not elevated with your morals and your values. Like the most high said, walk in the spirit. Nobody's doing. I can prove that. Um, and when we continue to stay fleshly, these are the things that um, happen. Okay. Um, 
Now, what is the definition of a habit? Now, I did give a definition, but there's more of an explanation. So I'm going to read them. A habit is a behavioral pattern that we repeat often or in regular intervals, such as the repetition serves to improve our ability or familiarity with the behavioral pattern. Eventually, after a certain amount of repetition, we might be displaying the behavior pattern without any conscious thought about it. So that's what we do. I'm going to read about this um, psychologically, which is physically, and then I'm going to talk about spiritual stuff. Okay. What are some examples of habits? Habits are the things you do in particular contexts. For example, one person might have a habit of smoking a cigarette when they drink alcohol. Another person might have a habit of brushing their teeth before bed. Basically, a habit can be anything that is repeated enough times to become automatic. And that's something that we need to um, understand because we do things without even knowing why half the time. And that means every last one of us do. Everybody does that because we've created a habit and it's reinforced sometimes by our primary caretakers, sometimes by family and friends. Okay. Habits um, are created by um, traditions and religion. Mm-hmm. Now, while I'm reading this and explaining this to you, I need you to think about traditional habits and religious habits. Okay. And then I want you to ask yourself, <laughs> am I following behind um, the world's ways? Because that is a way of the world. People don't even think about it. This is worldly fleshly behaviors. That's what I want you to think about. Okay. Just like an alcoholic or a drug addict, before you see that you are one, you have to admit it. You cannot work on it until you admit it. Okay. If you continue to go on and go, oh no, that's not me. Then you already closed your mind not to do anything about it. Okay. Okay, so what are some examples of bad habits? A bad habit is a negative behavioral pattern. Common, common examples include procrastination, overspending, emotional spending, nail biting, etc. Research on habit formation generally, and this is um, statistical analysis, uh, this is from Wikipedia. Research on habit formation generally suggests an individual can acquire a new habit on average over 66 days. If you're doing the same thing in the same way consistently, it will become a habit. Okay. What is the purpose for forming habits? A habit forms when a pattern of behavior becomes linked through repetition and is associated with some kind of outcome, which is the reinforcer that makes us want to do it again and again, whether we 
consciously do it, want to do it or not. Okay. So I'm going to read some things to you. Um, that, um, let me give you some work cited first before I read it. Cause I like to credit my source and the source is, let me give you my source. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. It's bad habit breaking journal. Oh, hold on. That's not it. That's the actual journal. <laughs> Where is it? It is 16 strategies for integrating the habits of the mind in the classroom, according to Kiliak and Costa. The habits of mind are less about behavior and more about intent. So that's what I got from an online source. And I'm going to read some of it. And then I'm going to read... Um, some more of this information. I did it in two uh, parts. So let me read. All right. Personal development routines and habits and how to change bad habits. I'm gonna read this one first and I'll read the one that I just said second. How to change bad habits, um, break in journal entry um, and Q&A tips and warnings, related references by Anne Lim. And she did this February 24th, 2023. Um, habits often become so ingrained that we don't even notice that we're doing them. Whether your bad habit is a minor annoyance, such as cracking your knuckles or something more serious, such as smoking, it takes conscious effort. Listen, it takes conscious effort to smart planning to break a, uh, um, a cycle. So if you're doing this, it took conscious effort to do, and then you've been doing it for so long that you don't even think about it anymore but it takes a conscious effort to stop what you're doing, okay? And that that's when it becomes a problem because you become so complacent that you don't want to, okay? So this is when you have to seek professional help if you can't break the habit on your own. So um, let me read this. Like I said, according to Kiliak and Costa, the habits of the mind are less about behavior and more about intent. A, a habit of mind means having a disposition toward having intelligently when confronted with problems, behaving intelligently, sorry, when confronted with problems, the answers to which are not immediately known. When humans experience dichotomies, and a dichotomy is a contradiction or a paradox, which is a fleshly action, are confused by dilemmas or come face to face with uncertainties. Our most effective actions require drawing forth certain patterns of intellectual behavior. When we draw upon these intellectual resources, the results that are produced 
are more powerful, of higher quality and greater significance than if we fail to employ those patterns of intellectual behaviors. Habits of mind are dispositions that are skillfully and mindfully employed by characteristically intelligent, successful people when they are confronted with problems, the solutions to which are not immediately apparent. Meaning, um, when you go through stressors and you don't know what to do, this is when certain things happen. When we draw upon these mental resources, the results are more powerful of higher quality and of greater significance than if we fail to employ those habits. Employing habits of mind requires a composite of many skills, attitudes, cues, past experiences, and prolivities. Proclivities. Oh, I can't even pronounce it. Proclivities. It means that we value one pattern of thinking over another, and therefore it implies choice making about which habits should be employed at which time. It includes sensitivity to the contextual cues, excuse me, ooh, in a situation sign signaling, why am I getting tongue-tied? Hold on. Getting tongue-tied. Signaling that is an appropriate time and circumstance to employ this pattern. It requires a level of skillfulness to carry through the behaviors over time. Finally, it leads individuals to reflect on, evaluate, modify, and carry forth their learnings to future applications. It implies goal setting for improved performance and making a commitment to continue self-modification. While there may be more uh, various characteristics of effective problem solvers have been derived from studies of efficacy problem solvers from many walks of life, okay? And the list of habits of mind appears, and it says appears below, but I'm going to read them to you. Persisting, managing impulsivity, listening with understanding and empathy, thinking flexibly, thinking about thinking, striving for accuracy, questioning and posing problems, applying past knowledge to new situations, thinking and communicating with clarity and precision, gathering data through all senses, creating, imagining, and innovating, responding with wonderment and awe, taking responsible risks, finding humor, thinking independently, and remaining open to continuous learning. <clears throat> And that's what helps you to become um, a, a more focused and um, enables you to break a habit when you're open, when you're coming um, to a situation open and applying those um, habits of mind that I just read in the 16. Okay. Now, 
Let me read the habits. Or change the habit. Okay. I have 10 steps. One in how to do it. Write down details surrounding your habit. Keep a notebook. And this is the psychological one, but I'm going to discuss in the scriptures um, things in order to um, reverse habits. But it takes focus. It takes determination. And just like those things that I just listed, it takes all those things. Now, some people might say, that's a lot of stuff. But anything that is important to you you will um, take and be serious about changing. Take these tools and be serious about changing um, these habits that you have. And we have a lot of bad habits as human beings. This is why we're in the position that we're in. We determine to do whatever we want to when we want to. And that's a problem. It's a problem. But anyway, let me just read it the various steps on how to uh, break the habits. Write down details surrounding your habit. Keep a notebook around to log your habit. You have to be honest too. You have to be honest because we all have habits. We all have vices. We all have them. And the point um, is to elevate and become somebody who doesn't have any desires. When you have a desire, you are bound by desires. Who controls the flesh? Desires are fleshly. And I'm not talking about um, regular needs. I'm not talking about basic needs. I'm talking about desires. We got to be honest with ourselves. Desires. Because it's fleshly. Like I said, write down details surrounding your habit. Keep a notebook around to log your habit for at least a week anytime you perform the bad habit or feel tempted to do the bad habit write down a description of what you're doing and how you were feeling when it happened okay this helps you find patterns to your behaviors because we don't pay we don't pay this any attention we just do stuff we're impulsive and guess what we're not animals we have the ability to really have some serious thought Okay, and, and critical um, thinking skills, we have that, but we act like we don't. Okay, like I said, um, this helps you find patterns to your behavior and causes you to think about the habit consciously. Consider these possible factors. Does the bad happen happen? Does the bad habit happen more often when you're stressed or nervous? Does it happen more often or less often at certain places or during certain activities? That's one. Um, step two is get rid of temptation. Whatever's tempting you to do that, you already know what temptation is fleshly. You know who brings that on. We don't have to uh, fall into temptation. Try to avoid whatever tempts you, uh, object, places, people that make you want to fall into your bad habit, people, places, and things. That's what um, drug and alcohol um, people, um, when they go to these meetings, 
their leader or their um, the person who directs the meetings, they say you have to be careful of people, places, and things, okay? That will tempt you into going back into bad behaviors, okay? Um, your habit notebook should help you identify these things because habits are often performed with barely any conscious thought. It's much easier to remove the stimulus than to stop the habit with pure force of concentration. Okay. And an example would be if you're trying to avoid eating junk food, move any junk food in your home out of the kitchen and other snacking areas to a more difficult to access location. Okay. Or shopping, don't watch um, shopping sites, don't watch um, any videos or anything that's going to tempt you to um, want to go shopping. And don't go look at somebody else's stuff because then you want that too. Coveting things. Number three, add, some unple add something unpleasant to the habit. <laughs> this gives you incentive to stop. And prevents you from picking up the habit unconsciously. When feasible, this can be very effective. A classic example is the nail biter that coats his nails in a nasty tasting substance. Uh-huh. Specialized products for this purpose are available at a drugstore. Okay. Recovering alcoholics sometimes take medication that causes unpleasant symptoms if the um if alcohol is um consumed okay um for habits that aren't easy to make unpleasant put a rubber band around your wrist and snap it against your skin to cause mild pain each time you catch yourself giving into the habit or temptation uh-huh and you know what? I heard that works. I heard it really works because nobody likes to be popped with a rubber band because rubber bands hurt and they do leave marks. Okay. Um, another thing we could do, many people find a daily exercise routine or jog and it becomes um, similarly satisfying once they turned it into a habit. And you know why it's satisfying? Because exercising releases dopamine, the feel good hormone. Mm -hmm. Some bad habits have a good habit opposed, excuse me, opposite that you can focus on improving, which some people find more rewarding and easier to keep up than breaking a bad one. For instance, to avoid unhealthy food, challenge yourself to cook a healthy dinner a certain number of times a week, which definitely helps. Because at least you know what's going into your mouth. You know where it came from. You know where your hand's been. Okay. Yeah. Another one, which is number five, stay vigilant during tempting scenarios. Uh-huh. You have to stay focused and determined. If you find yourself in a situation where it's easy to return to the bad habit, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it to yourself in your head. That's what you tell yourself. If you know it will happen in advance, come up with a specific plan for exactly what you would do. 
So plan accordingly. Okay. The conscious efforts can make it much easier to suppress, uh, suppress unconscious habits that you would otherwise do without thinking. For example, if you're quitting smoking, plan on getting up and making yourself coffee or chatting with somebody you love or if you're at work, a co-worker. And um, when your co-workers take a smoking break, go do something else. Okay. Um, number six is um, take a mini vacation. Break a habit. Breaking a habit can be much easier when you're put in an unfamiliar environment, possibly because your brain is no longer able to go on autopilot. That's a good way of putting it. And again, lazy and complacency, I would say. <laughs> Take a weekend trip somewhere and focus on setting yourself up a new routine. Um, number seven, reward yourself when you don't fall into your habit. Reward yourself for meeting your goals. Yeah, because you can make a list or make a chart. These things are not, let me tell you something. Some people may think these things are childish or senseless. And the truth is they work. They do work. Some people, like I said, I said this a while ago. Some people um, take things too seriously and some people don't take nothing serious. This is the problem. There has to be a balance. May I help you, ma'am? <laughs> Hold on, baby. Mommy gonna feed you. Like I said, um, number seven, reward yourself when you don't fall into your habit and reward yourself for meeting your goals by taking a break for a fun activity. Associate excess, success with positive feelings and experiences, not with disappoint, um, disappointment that you don't um, get your fix. I'm going to say something else too. It all depends on how you look at things. If you look at life as um, you look at the glass and there's water in the middle of it and there's some um, not that wasn't filled up, you have two ways of looking at things, looking at life as um, life being half full or life being um, half empty. Always choose the fullness. We have to always look at things like that because when we continue to look at the negative, that's all we're going to get. That's all we're going to get. So we have to learn how to change our minds no matter what. And we can do this. It might be considered hard, but there's nothing that's impossible. Nothing is impossible. And this is why we do these biblical teachings now, because there's no such thing as an impossibility, not according to the most high. I can do all things with the most high who gives me the ability to do it. And I didn't even get to that yet, but I'm just telling you, stop looking at things negatively. Number eight, meditate to help reprogram your mind. Just like I said, half full. When you find yourself in a situation where you're likely to fall into the bad habit, stop whatever you're doing and meditate for a few minutes. We are so much more powerful than we believe. We are. 
know, people are just too lazy and complacent. People are, and they make excuses. When you start out, it may only be a useful distraction, but in the long term, you may be able to use it to calm and satisfy yourself without relying on the habit. Number nine, and these are all steps to change habits. Call in the help of friends and family. Yes, call your resources, okay? The people you see regularly, the people who love you are a wonderful resource for breaking habits. As long as they take your efforts seriously. Mm-hmm. Ask them to help you enforce the changes you are making to your lifestyle and to call out when you slip back into the habit. Now, let me just say something about this. Some people get real serious. They want you to help them, but when you do your best to help them, then they want to push you away. Yeah, and they'll get ugly. So if you're gonna, if you are going to bring someone into your um your process, make sure you stay open enough to take somebody's advice. Because if you just want people to uh, be yes men and, and to make up excuses and help you um, do whatever it is you want to do, then don't call no don't call on nobody because a real friend, a real loving family member. Oh, they're going to give it to you, baby. They're going to admonish you because they want the best for you. And no, they shouldn't be yes men because if they are, then they really don't love you. Trust and believe me. Okay, because somebody who loves you want the best for you at all times. So if you're going to do that, you better make sure you get somebody who's real, who's going to tell you the real. Okay. And I'll continue to read this. Some anti-addiction programs have the help us sign a contract. This is how serious it is. Explaining exactly what they are responsible for, including Actions the helper may feel uncomfortable in doing. Otherwise, um, such as throwing away another person's cigarettes or alcohol. Uh-huh. They're going to get ugly. Things going to get ugly. If you're not serious and about changing, if you're not serious about changing, don't drag other people into your stuff. Because you ain't going to do nothing but have unrealistic expectations. And then you're going to get mad at the people who's really trying to help you. Number 10, seek professional help. I always say that. Can't go wrong with the professional help. People go to school specifically to help certain things. <laughs> go. Because these people are passionate. These people are compassionate. These people are uh, patient. The people who go into these areas of expertise, a lot of them, they either been there or they had a family member who was there. So they understand. A lot of times they don't just go into it for nothing. Mm -mm. It's something that uh, pulls them into that direction. Okay. You got to have a lot of patience. You got to have a lot of love. You got to have a lot of endurance to deal with people with serious addictions. You do. Okay. It's not a cakewalk. Like I said, seek professional help. If your habit is having a serious effect on your life, 
get professional help organizations and 12 step programs exist for almost all forms of addiction. Uh-huh. And I'm going to tell you, I'll just give you a little short scenario of what addiction is. Um, addiction is something that takes over your life. It gets precedence over everything. And you know that goes against the law, uh, the most high's laws. It goes against the most high's laws because the most high say, if you put anything before me, you don't deserve me. This is why this is relevant. You put anything before the most high, you don't deserve him. And for whatever reason we're doing this, we could have suffered a lot of loss. We could have um, suffered rejection. Whatever the case is, you need to turn away, get the appropriate help if you can't do it on your own because there is help out there. All kinds. Spiritual help, physical help, all kinds of help to steer away from this fleshly behavior. It's all fleshly behavior. Because nobody's elevated now. Uh, most I said all has fallen short. Okay. Okay. Um, let me continue to move on. Like I said, um, a therapist or a doctor should be able to recommend one of these or recommend someone who could provide one-on-one -on -one counseling. There are many types of programs, so don't give up if one of them does not work um, work for you. Motivational interviewing and stress de-stress tolerance treatment are two examples of professional treatments that are not easy to replicate on your own. And that's the truth. Mm -hmm. People who do this, um, they've gone to school for a long time to be able to provide you tools and help you to see what you're doing. Okay. It help you. Sometimes you can't see what you're doing. And a lot of times what you're doing to yourself always affects somebody else because no man is an island. So this is why it's really important to get help or to intervene, um, self-intervention, um, and separating yourself from um, the behaviors that you continue to exhibit, which are um, habits bad habits now i want to now that i explain the um the definitions of bad habits and the um explanation of why and how we develop these habits i want to read some scriptures now this has to do with bad habits because everything is relevant. Um, I'm going to read scriptures on bad habits and I'm going to read scriptures on correcting bad habits. Now, this lesson was not meant to be a long one, but I wanted to mention certain things because we all have habits that we need to break. We don't need to have fleshly desires because we can get snagged by Belia at any time. We have to stay full at all times. There's too much distraction here and it can form itself in any way, thereby um, hooking you like a fish and you being reeled in to wickedness. So we must get rid of all desires. Our only desire and focus should be on the most high. Okay. In order to elevate and really um, uh, be 
that spiritual being that walks with the most high, we have to really put our money where our mouth is. And that means we got to look at ourselves and we have to scrutinize ourselves. And that's not easy. Cause like I said, we quick to point at other people. The scriptures say you, people point in, they point and they show the little um, stick in somebody else's eye, but they got a big beam in theirs and they be the first ones talking. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. And most of those people who don't check themselves, they always pointing fingers at somebody else. And I can recall the most high saying, all have fallen short of his glory. It wasn't you, ma'am, sir, uh, group of whoever. It wasn't you that the most high said, oh, everybody, but y'all. He said, everybody. And once we are humble enough to see that, then we can fix ourselves. So let me just read some scriptures and then I'm just going to sign off. Um, this is from the ESV, English Standard Version, and Romans 12 and 2. And this is um, stuff about bad habits um, and warnings about uh, focusing on the things that you're doing so that they won't become bad habits. Okay. Um, do, uh, Romans 12 and two, do not be conformed to this world. Now, what does it mean to be conformed to this world? Then the most high say, come out of her. Everything you could think of fleshly that is guiding you to wickedness is here. And that includes habit, um, habits, bad habits. Okay. We do things. We, we just don't even, we don't think about it. We don't give it a second thought. And it's wickedness. Okay. The scriptures say that humans love wickedness. So don't be conformed to this world and its bad habits and its habit forming addictions. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's how you have to do it. This is why the therapy and all of that is psychology. It's changing your mind. It's the help of changing your mind. Because we could change, we're change agents. We could change our mind at any time. But it's up to us. Sometimes we get in our own way. We are the wall and the boulder of ourselves. We can't even move around it because we're doing it to ourselves. We are our worst enemy. That's us. So again, I'm going to read it, Romans 12 and 2. Do not be conformed to this world. And it's just as easy and as hard as you make it, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing, because the most high tests us to make us Teflon, you may discern, you cannot achieve discernment without elevating and the Ruach dealing with you. Okay. So that you may discern what is the will of the most high. I told you, Ruach got to give you that. And what is good and acceptable and perfect. Okay, us turning away from the world is going to give us that because we're going to turn to the most high and not be fleshly because that's what the average person is. First Corinthians 10 and 13, I'm going to tell you this. Well, let me leave that for last. Let me leave that for last. First John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah. Because nine times out of 10, those habits that you got are vices that's going to shorten your life 
smoking, drinking, um, sexual immorality, reckless behavior. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Philippians 4, 6 through 8, ESV, all ESV. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to the most high and the peace of the most high, because the peace is the spirit, which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Yeshua HaMashiach. Finally, brothers and sisters, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellent, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things and leave those vices alone. Romans 10 and 9. ESV, because if you confess with your mouth that Yahshua HaMashiach, Yahshua is the Mashiach, and believe in your heart that the Most High raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I have two more, and then I will move on. Mark 7, 20 through 23, ESV, and he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him for from within out of the heart of a man comes evil thoughts sexual immorality theft murder idolatry adultery covetousness wickedness deceit sensuality envy slander pride foolishness all these evil things come with from within and they defile a person uh-huh and so do your habits because you don't want to do nothing to change whatever it is. I have one more. Some people are afraid. Like I said, they in their um they're in their own heads. They they create their own um vices. For whatever reason, because they can't see whatever it is, whatever that's in their heart, they're creating roadblocks for themselves and vices and bad habits. Two Timothy one and two Timothy one and seven. For the Most High gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power, and love and self control. How can if this is written in the scriptures and it says that you could do this? How are you listening to any other voice? How are you listening to anything else but what the Most High says? Let every man be a liar and the Most High be the truth. So if he's saying he didn't give you the spirit of fear, but he gave you the spirit of power and love and self-control, that's the difference between humans and animals. Self-control, conscious thought being able to control yourself, conduct yourself, okay? And not just having instincts. That's the difference. People lose sight of that. All right. Um, 
Let me move on. This is um, my recent scriptures about correcting um, bad habits. Maybe about three or four, and then I'm going to sign off. James 1, 22 through 25, ESV, all ESV. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like but the one who looks into the perfect law the law of liberty and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts. He will be blessed in his doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is breathed out by the Most High and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness that the man of the most high may be complete and, and equipped for every good work. What does that mean? That's basically telling you how to break bad habits because it, when you start meditating on scriptures, the most high talks to you. The most high sends these spirits to talk to your spirit. Remember you're a spirit. A lot of people, a lot of people don't believe that. But before they was flesh, they was spirit. I told you, it's deep. It's this, this life, this walk, understanding who we are as human beings and spiritual beings is a very elevated situation. In order for you to rise above all this negative stuff that you're doing and negative things that you're seeing and experiencing, you got to commit yourself to the most high and allow him to show you Everything you need to see so that you can change for righteousness. Okay. And this is where you start. And I'm going to tell you when you start doing that, then this is going to come. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruits of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. The Most High gave you that. Does anybody take those tools? No, nobody takes those tools. I mean, you could turn on the TV every day. You, If you could think of five friends and see if any of those five friends practice any of that. There's no way in the world everybody's saying, oh, no, I'm that. I'm holy. No. Because half of the people in the world don't even practice. 90% of the people don't practice that. They get mad at the drop of a dime. Their skins are very thin, very thin, no matter how big they are. Their skins are very thin and tight. Okay. Hebrews 10, 26, whoa, 26 and 27. 
For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer are remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fire and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. Mm-hmm. You got to continue to walk in faith. Can't do nothing without faith. Without faith, you're going to continue to be fleshly. Okay, you're not going to be able to understand the truth. You're not going to be able to hold up truth. You're not going to be able to walk in truth. You're not going to be able to accept truth. None of that. None of that. I'm going to read two more and then I'm out. Ephesians 4 and 29. Let no corrupting talk or thoughts come out of your mouths, but only such as a good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Mm-hmm. The next one is Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Now the works of the flesh are, and this is everybody, everybody, because everybody keeps uh, living in the flesh. They do not uh, ascend. Their spirits are not elevated. Okay, now the works of the flesh are, now when I read this, I want you to think about this humbly and seriously. Do you um, interact in any of those? Do you behave in any of these manners? Okay, are you doing anything in this area? Because if you are, you're being fleshly and you have some really terrible habits that need to be broken. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity of any kind, sensuality of any kind, idolatry of any kind, sorcery of any kind, enmity, which is hatred of any kind, strife. Are you angry at anybody? At any any kind. Jealousy and envy of any kind. Fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness of any kind orgies of any kind and things like these i warn you as i warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of the most high think about that i want you to think about that okay i actually got two more um two corinthians 5 and 17 therefore if anyone is in the Mashiach, he is a new creation. If you call yourself in the Mashiach, then you are a new creation. And the old creation has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I got one more and then we can sign for, where is that one I wanted? Where is that one I said I wanted it? it. I have it. Hold on. Oh, all right. I have two more. You know, I always have, always have a couple of more. Just a couple of more. All right. Um, one Corinthians or First Corinthians six nine and ten. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of the Most High? The unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of the most. I already told you about the flesh. I already read the um, fleshly people. 
do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, the idolaters, um, the um, adulterers, men who practice homosexuality or thieves, nor greedy, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of the most high. Mm -hmm. For the wages of sin, and this is Romans 6 to 23, for the wages of sin is death. Okay, the wages of sin, all the sin, you going to get paid for that sin. Uh-huh. You work in sin, you going to get paid in death. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of the most high is eternal life. So you got to drop the fleshly nonsense in Yeshua HaMashiach. Now, I done read more than I said, but this last one, we going to sign off for real, for real. And it's 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. And I want you to remember this because you are more than a conqueror. And I'm going to say it again. You are more than a conqueror. Uh-huh. So you need to stop being complacent. Stop having all these vices. Stop making excuses and get up off your duff and focus on the most high. That's what you need to be doing. This is the last one. And I'm going to sign off. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 ESV, no temptation. I need you to remember this. No temptation, none. Zip, zero, zilch, nea. Temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. And that means there's nothing that's so heavy that lays on you that you can't um, get through it. Nothing. Zero, zip, zilch. Okay? The most high is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. Didn't I tell you you could change anything you wanted to? But you got to want to do it and not be complacent and have excuses. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. What did the Most High say? What is it in the word of the Most High? Oh, no, I'm not giving you nothing that's so heavy on you that you can't overcome. Because I'm the most high, honey. You can do all things when you lean on me. That's what you can do. Okay? You need to focus on him, deal with him, and allow him to make you a sparring athlete like Job. That's what you need to be doing. And let all those desires go. Because holding on to desires is fleshly. You can't have one step in the world and one step with going with the most high. You can't. That's in the middle and that's being double-minded. You cannot have it both ways because the most High says, oh no, oh no, sweetie boo-boo. No, no, no. You're going to stay right over there with the devils. You're not going to the next life, okay? So um, with that, I hope that this gives you some kind of idea that you are more than a conqueror, okay? Whatever bad habit you have, you can shake it. I don't care what it is. You need to change your mind and you need to focus on the most high. And if you need help in doing it, then get the help. Because sometimes we do need help. And you know, the most high is always here. Like he said, and, um, and, well, like uh, Shaul says to the Corinthians, the most high said, he don't give you more than you can um, handle. Nobody. So get out your own way and live a better life free of temptation and free of negative habits and um, 
thoughts and feelings and actions. So with that, I say, I hope that you have a wonderful Wednesday. And until next time. Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. to hear the word of truth of the most high but you know what's better hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content you can also save a life by sharing this valuable content go ahead save a life today thanks Hey, don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed. And it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks.